Beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Isaiah chapter number 9 and verse 6. Alright, if you have it, let's read it. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Ah, wait, wait. So I want you to say, unto me a child is born, as we read. Alright, let's read together. I want to go. For unto me a child is born, unto me a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Let's read again, want to go? For unto me is a child is born, for unto me a son is given, and my government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Spirit of the living God, we thank you for your presence here. We know you are here to do us good. Now you have anointed my tongue to speak words of life to your people. We thank you because everyone under the sound of my voice will be impregnated by the truth of your word. We decree that these words will not just be information, but they will be revelation and they will lead to transformation. They will program our thinking and they will produce great results. Amen. We give you thanks and praise. Amen. In Jesus' holy name we declare. Amen. Amen. On the way to your seat, high five someone. And welcome them to church. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Glory to God forever. All right, before we go into the teaching for this morning, I want us to turn our Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter number 4, and we're going to start from verse 11. I want to just touch on this very quickly, and then I'll proceed to the teaching for today. 1 Timothy 4, from verse 11, it says, These things command and teach... Paul is writing to his protege, Timothy, and he's having a conversation with him. Now, it says, verse 12, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. Till I come, all right, please pay attention to this. Till I come, give attendance to reading. Says, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Verse 14, it says, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given you by prophecy 
with the laying on of hands of the presbytery. Verse 15. Let us read it together. I want to go. It says, Meditate what upon these things. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I want you to read it like you have life in you because you do. Want to go? Meditate on. Uh huh. Give yourself wholly to them that your profiting may appear to all. Let's read it one last time. Want to go? Meditate on these things. Uh huh. Give yourself wholly to them that your profiting may appear to all. Um, I hope you have taken note of the things that Paul is asking Timothy to pay attention to. He says, till I come, give attendance to reading, number one, to exhortation, number two, to doctrine, number three. And then he says, do not neglect the gift, that's number four, which was given you by prophecy with the laying on of hands. And then he goes on to say, meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly to them. Then he goes on to say there is fitting when you do that. And we say amen. amen. If you give yourself wholly to these things, it says that your profiting may appear to all so that it will not be an accident or it won't be like people are guessing whether this Christian walk or Christian life is profiting you. It will be clear everybody that you are profiting from this walk of faith and we say amen. amen it says that you're profiting meaning there is profit hey hello hello this life of faith this journey that you are on has profit this dedication this diligence you know this commitment to the gospel there is profit there. There are two times, amongst many other times, that, you know, Scripture uses prophets. All right? There's another time that it uses prophets. It says that the Spirit has been given to all for their profiting. And then it says, meditate on these things that your profits may appear to all. So that, listen, the reason why I'm starting with this is that you don't get to the point where you think that there is nothing to this life of faith in Christ Jesus. The Bible says that your profiting can appear to all. Hello, church. He uses business terminology. For those of you who are business savvy, for those of you who run companies, you understand what profit is when a company declares profit. It means they've almost functioned at the peak of their productivity, right? So he uses that word carefully, profits so that you don't at any point think that your second fiddle simply because you are a follower of Jesus Christ there is profit to your following Jesus are you hearing what I'm saying and the way you at arrive at this profit is you meditate on these things meditate on these things and then he goes on to say give yourself wholly to them now if he says give yourself wholly hello everybody if he says, give yourself wholly to them, it means some people give themselves partially to them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some people give themselves scarcely to them. Some people's legs are here and here at the same time. And they wonder why it's not working. He says, give yourself wholly to it. 
You understand? To the point that it is only when you give yourself wholly to it that your profiting is going to appear. Now, he's not saying that you can profit inside and nobody will know. He's not saying that the profits can be there, but it, it will be intangible. No. He's saying that as you're profiting from it, it will be visible. Do you understand what I'm saying? People will say, look at what God and following Jesus and putting the word of God to work has done in the life of XYZ. She put the word of God to work. She got a promotion. She put the word of God to work. She got a healing. She put the word of God to work. She got prosperity. She put the word of God to work. She got a sound mind. She put the word of God to work. Hallelujah. And she got progress. She got speed. Hello. She put the word of God or he put the word of God to work. And look at where his life is. And we say amen. amen. Say this with me. I am meditating upon these things. Let's go back again because I want to just touch on this very briefly. It says, give yourself to the reading, to reading, read the word of God. To exhortation like we are doing now. Or like you have small groups and you just exhort yourself in the word of God. He says, give attendance to reading. Give attendance to exhortation. And pay attention to doctrine. These are things that the world will make you feel like, uh, what's that doctrine? Like, why are you carrying it on your head? He says, pay attention to them. Then he says, do not neglect the gifts of God that came upon you through the laying on of hands. And he says, meditate on these things. Give yourself wholly to them. Not partly. Not scarcely. Holy to them. Not today you're on, tomorrow you're off. He says, when you do that, your profiting will appear to all men. And we say amen. amen. So that in the next 15 years, in the next 20 years, you're still talking tough like this. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Look, this is not youthful exuberance. This is not us just not knowing what to do with our lives. So at a particular point in our lives... We are dedicated to the gospel. Then when we get older, we'll be caught up with midlife crisis. Not me. Hello? Not me. There are many people who started up in church in their teens and in their 20s and 30s that got to midlife and they are no longer in church. And when you ask them, they say, well, I've been there, done that, done all these things. It's like they've evolved, like they've modernized or something like that. The devil is a liar. Say this with me. I give myself wholly to these things. And I am profiting. And it is visible profit. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I give myself wholly. To exhortation. To reading. To doctrine. To prophecy. To the gifts of God in me. I meditate on these things. I give myself wholly to them. And in the name of Jesus. My prophet is appearing to all men. Praise God forevermore. All right, so we now start the teaching for this weekend. The world spins madly on. We are teaching this from the lit series 
And the lead series basically has to do with coming into the light of God's desire to rest and refresh you and allowing that desire to light you up. Woo! To light up your world. Amen. So the world spins madly on. In this teaching, I'm going to be helping you to know God's way and enter God's rest in a crazy world. Knowing God's way and entering God's rest in a crazy world. All right, let's turn our Bibles again to Isaiah chapter number 9. And then we will start the teaching. You know, bear in mind that this is a teaching, so I take my time to just build up. Amen. Isaiah chapter number 9 and verse 6. Isaiah chapter number 9 and verse 6. It says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, he will rule your world. Amen. He takes the responsibility of ruling your world. And he does that because his shoulders are very broad. All right? The, listen. He says, unto us. I, I don't know how people made this a Christmas scripture or an Easter scripture. It's a daily scripture. Amen? Is a resting scripture. <laughs> Say this with me. It's a resting scripture. Okay, let me give you an example. Wait, 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 wait a minute. You know, it's, it's good to teach you the examples. Amen? You're about to travel to Dubai. Somebody calls you and says, your ticket is on my shoulder. Your passport, uh, no, your, your, your visa is on my shoulder. Your hotel is on my shoulder. Your feeding for two weeks is on my shoulder. I'm flying you first class. I'll put you in board El Khalifa. El Al Arab. Or Al Arabic. <laughs> Alright? And then I'll take you around. It doesn't have to be a guy if you're a lady. It doesn't have to be a lady if you're a guy. Do you understand what I'm saying? It can be your girl's crew. You know, it can be anybody. You know, before you start to think the soft life is attached to some page. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, they, they do that. They say, it's on my shoulder. On that trip, will you rest or not? Hello, Benny. On that trip, are you going to rest or not? Okay. So, come back now. Because I love you already in Dubai. Come back. <laughs> He says, for unto us, read it with that interpretation now. For unto you is born a child, unto you a son has been given. The government, he was not talking about Nigeria. He says, unto us. So, whatever it takes to run your world is now on his shoulder. Do you understand what I'm saying? Whatever it takes to run your life, he is ruling your world. He's running your life. It is now on his shoulder. And guess what? He knows the next bill you have to pay. Bills on me. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? On his shoulder. And the first thing that he did, please, because I want, I want us to not be materialistic. I want us to be materialistic after we have put the first things first. The first thing he did in, in taking responsibility was your salvation. He paid, brought you into salvation, paid the debt for you. And now he can give you more because he's giving you the best. So your salvation on his shoulder, your healing on his shoulder, your health on his shoulder, your prosperity on his shoulder, all things you need on his shoulder. That's how I want you to see life. And that's where rest begins from. Can we say amen? Amen. When somebody has shouldered what you are supposed to carry, you just go, ah, thank God. Thank you for carrying it. Say thank you, Jesus, for carrying it. Say it again. Say, thank you, Jesus, for carrying it. I want you to understand that God put the, the weight of all it would take for you to do this life. He put it on Jesus. And Jesus carried it, and he carried it well. And we say, amen. amen. All right. And his name, speaking about the son that has been given to you, this is his name. We started with Wonderful Counsel last week. Then we entered into the Mighty God. And I can tell you I didn't ex- exhaust all of those things. You can go exhaust them and go do more. Today we are going to look at the Everlasting Father. Praise God. The Everlasting Father. So rest easy. Jesus sits at the head of your table he sits at the head of the table and he is running your world rest easy because now jesus sits at the head of the table and he is running your world so let's look do a recap of the lead content we started with wonderful counsel entered into the mighty god We are going to be looking at Everlasting Father. And then we will look at Prince of Peace. And then he has shoulders that are very broad. And the government of your life is on his shoulder. I want you to say this with me. The government of my life life is upon his shoulder. shoulder. Say it one more time. The government of my life life is is upon his shoulder. So we are now at the everlasting father narrative. That's where we are now. All right. So now the world is spinning madly on. I want the team to put up the pictures that I, that I sent to them. The IMF has brought out a new report. They, they do reports every quarter or something like that. And if you guys can be fast today, I will be very happy. You put that IMF report on the screen. What do you have on that screen there? Uh huh. Any country can be thrown off course more easily and more often. The IMF chief has warned. The International Monetary Fund, the president or the, the whatever of that body they always release reports and this is their most recent it's coming out 
in a couple of days if, if it hasn't come out. You know, that everywhere is dark and gloomy. Put the other one on, on the screen. This is the, the July report. This was July. They, they have another one coming up in a few days, if not this week. And what is the report? Gloomy and more uncertain world economic outlook updates. Gloomy and more uncertain. <laughs> but come on, you don't need IMF to tell you this, right? Um, I think it's pretty clear what's going on in the world. It's dark. I mean, literally, the world is spinning madly on, out of control. And my dear, um, while some of these people might have a cautioning effect to some of these things, if you live in Nigeria, <laughs> I like to yab Nigeria. <laughs> Not in a, anyway, I shall. But if you live here, you know that, I mean, just recently, yesterday or two days ago, they found you know, 66 or so theft pipelines from which they've been stealing oil for nine years. <laughs> it's a country where monkeys can steal money, where gorillas can swallow money, where baboons, where snakes can swallow dollars. Can you imagine? <laughs> and where termites can eat you know, documents, and termites can eat tractors. <laughs> I, I told us one time that in the House of Assembly in Yola, when I was in school, um, they had awarded some money for a certain man in the assembly to buy tractors. And so after a while, they did not see the tractors, and they didn't see the money. So they called him to ask him, where is the money or the tractors? And he stood before the house and said he bought them. But at the place where he kept them, termites went there and has eaten them up. Um, and the house let him go. So I don't know who is more stupid, whether it is the man or the house. Or somebody certainly drank something <laughs> that they overdosed on. <laughs> because now termites can eat tractors and it will disappear. However, this is what seems to be the global outlook. And God's answer to that, to rescue, is that you have an everlasting father. You know... Let me even digress a bit and just talk about the idea of everlasting because I'll, I'll teach it, I'll explain to you. that the idea of everlasting is someone who lasts through seasons and ages. God will outlive the economic downturn. God will outlive the recession. Hello. And the people who know their God shall be strong and outlive the darkness as well. Can we say amen? Amen. All right, so we are here now, everlasting Father. Jesus reveals himself as the everlasting Father, and rightly so. I want you to hold on to that thought because we will come back to it. As everlasting Father, who has his ways 
you have to know his ways to be able to enter his rest. Now, let's go to the book of Hebrews very quickly. Hebrews chapter number 3. I want to point some things out to you. Say this with me. I'll be so blessed. I am being so blessed. My eyes are open. And I see Jesus. All right, let's go to Hebrews chapter number 3. And we will read from verse... Let's read from verse 7. It says, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost has said, Today, if you will hear his voice, Harden not your hearts as in the provocation, In the day of temptation in the wilderness. Verse 9. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works 40 years. Right? Verse 10. Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation and said, They do always err in their hearts and they have not known my ways. I want you to follow this very, very closely. They do always err in their hearts, and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Do you see that? They do always err in their hearts. They have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Now, let me put things in perspective as I proceed, okay? When he says, I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, don't think it was a punishment, all right? It was just a statement of fact. Hello? Let me explain. So if I know the way, if I am the way, and you have refused to see me, let me give you an example. So you are going to Oshodi. You don't know the way. I alone know the way. And then you come to me to ask me for the way. But as I am talking, you are in unbelief. You don't want to accept what I am saying. Okay? And you leave me disappointed. Okay? I can turn and say, I swear she's not going to find Oshodi. You know why? I'm, only the, I'm the only person who knows Oshodi. So it's a statement of fact. It's not a punishment. No, I'm not punishing you. If my way is the way into rest, and you have not found my way because you always err, you shall not enter my rest. It's just rockets. It's, you understand? It's just simple analysis. <laughs> it's not a curse. It's not angry. It's not because he's angry. In fact, let me tell you, in his wrath, the wrath there is, and I want to help out. <laughs> you understand? That wrath is the wrath that happens when I want to help somebody do something and they won't let me because of their unbelief. You understand? The Bible calls God the, the mighty breasted one. Yeah. So he hurts when he's unable to feed you. Are you getting what I'm saying? He hurts when you don't let him provide for you. It hurts. Amen? Amen? When you don't let him care for you. So, follow the conversation as we begin to go now. So, he says, let's go back to the, to the previous verse, verse 10. 
Kai, your eyes will be so open today. Uh, I know what I have for you. That's why I'm just, I'm just bringing it out slowly. Because I know. <laughs> You'll be so blessed today. Amen. It says, Wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said, They do always err in their hearts. They have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. So we can deduce, therefore, that knowing his ways is key to entering his rest. Ooh, this is good stuff. Knowing his ways is key to entering his rest. Now that word knowing, they have not known my ways. Put it, put it in the previous verse. They have not known my ways. That word, they have not known my ways, is also can be translated into, they have not believed my ways. They have not known my ways can also be translated to, they have not believed in my ways. So, in other words, they may even know my way mentally, but they've not come to believe in my way of getting things done. And because they've not come to believe in my way of getting things done, they're not going to find my rest. So, how do we enter God's rest? We know his ways to enter his rest. Another way to put it is, we believe his way to enter his rest. (laughs) Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, to enter God's rest, look at what he said. He said, they have not known my ways. So you know what I'm going to do in this teaching? Show you his ways. Because his ways is his doorway into his rest. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? He says, they have not known my ways. Or they have not believed in my ways. And because of that, they can't enter my rest. I want to, oh boy, there's just so much to bless you with today. What? I envy you. You're blessed amongst all people. Let's go to verse. Let's go all the way. Let's continue reading. Verse, 11, verse 12. It says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you, there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. You see, they have not believed my way. They may even know my way, but they've not believed in my way. In fact, they've not believed that my way is the way. They've not believed that my way is the best way. Good. So let's continue. Take it, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the way of God. So how do people depart from God's rest? Unbelief. Let's continue. Verse, Verse 14. Okay, 13. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Continue. For we are made partakers of Christ. Can one, are you wanting to say that with me? I have been made, have been made a, partaker a partaker of Christ. Say it again. I have been made, have been made a, partaker a partaker of Christ. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end, While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. Verse 16. For some, when they had heard, did provoke. 
Howbeit, not all came out of Egypt by Moses. Verse 17. But with whom was he grieved forty years? Was he not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? Verse 18. And to whom swear he that they should not enter his rest? Look at it. But to what? I want you to read out loud, church. But to what? So who were the people who could not enter his rest? The people who did not believe. <laughs> so, God, are you saying that the moment we believe, we enter? Yes. Let me say that again. Are we saying that the moment you believe, you enter? The answer is yes. So, let's continue. Now, verse 19. He says, so we see that they could not enter simply because of unbelief. Let's read that last part together. Want to go, everybody? Want to go? Read it again, read it again, read it again. Want to go? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. So they have not known my way, so they cannot enter my rest. Hmm? They have not believed in my way. In other words, they cannot enter my rest. The reason why they have not entered my rest is because they have not believed in my way. Now, let's look at something else. <laughs> Woo! Turn your Bibles to Isaiah 55, 8 to 9. Setting the, the foundation. Isaiah 55, 8 to 9. I want us to read it out loud because now you understand this scripture. My way is not your way. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Father, heaven, yeah, 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 yeah. Read it in the light of what you have read. And let's hear where it goes. Let's read together. I want to go. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Uh-huh. Stop. Whoa. They have not known my way. They cannot enter my rest because they have not known my way. And I helped you to understand that to know his way is to believe his way. When you see his way, you will know why it was hard for them to believe his way. You know why it was hard? It was too simple. Jonathan, it was too easy. Lord, this cannot be your way. Ah, ah, I owe you, Lord. I owe you. How can it be this simple? And that's why many people cannot enjoy God or cannot enjoy their relationship with Jesus. You know why? They want complex, divorce, complex arithmetic equation that we will go this way, this way, this way, then we'll arrive. But the moment you say it's this simple, they say, you are not anointed. <laughs> you don't know what you are saying. Now let's read this together. It says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, it says, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Wow. Go back to verse, verse 8. <laughs> Let's read together. Want to go? Wow. Let us sing. What is your way that is not my way? What is human way that is not God's way? He says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. Another way to say it is, so are my ways better than your ways. 
Are my thoughts better than your thoughts? So find his way, enter his rest. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Find his way, enter his rest. Do it his way, enter his rest. In other words, do it God's way, get his results. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now listen, he never said you cannot know his way. He only said his way is higher than yours. He didn't say my way is unattainable. He didn't say my way can never be known. He's just helping you to see that what I have is better than what you have. Let's see another text. I'm teaching you good this morning. Psalm 103 from verse 10. All right, let's read together one to go. That's his way. That's his way. My way is not your way. Hey, human way, we deal with you according to you. You understand? Give me, I give you. Violent streets. If you attack me, I attack you. You understand? My way, if you, whatever you see is what you get. Let's put it another way. It's a reward-driven planet. Some of you who work for your wages may not be able to receive God's grace. Best performing employee of the month. You have put in the work. Seest thou that organization that will give best performing organization of the month that to, to somebody who did nothing? Who did nothing? It can never happen. That's not man's way. Man's way is putting the work, you get the reward. God's way is get the reward, then that reward empowers you to put in the work. Kai, these people did not come to church. Let me talk to this people. God's way is get the reward like you did it, then that empowers you to go and do it. <laughs> you understand? God's way is that he gives you credit check. Great, you've done well. Then now go and do well. If you see that organization that would call somebody and give them best performing, look, all of those templates... Best performing this, best performing that, best um, um, employee of the month, employee of the this, you have almost killed yourself. You have overlabored self. Now they are recognizing you. God's way is not man's way. Look at his way. He says, no, go, no, no, stay in verse 10. All right? He says, let's read it together. I want to go. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquity. This is God's way. I'm introducing you, I'm calling you into the way he behaves. This is his way. He doesn't deal with us according to our sins or dealt with us after our iniquities. This is how God behaves. No, but this is not how man behaves. Man relates with you according to your sins. And according to your iniquities. That's the reason why we're quick to cancel people. If church people knew the grace of God, they would be easier on people. Many people know the grace of God, but they are not acting out the grace of God. See, the only thing is, hello, hello church. The only thing is that as he was coming, he stepped on you. That's the only thing. 
And then you say, I've been watching you. You have been trying me in this place. Don't let me unleash myself. You will not like it. And then the next thing, that, the moment that person's name comes up in any conversation, that one, cancel. But here is your Jesus, right? He says he has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Let's continue. Let's continue. Let's, let's, let's keep this thing going. He says, for as the heavens, let's read together, want to go. Uh huh. Wait, hello, church. Have you heard of context? Have you heard of in scripture interpreting scripture? So anywhere you hear his way, he's referring to these kind of things. As the heaven is high above, you saw it in Isaiah, but you've seen it in the old covenant. This is this is what he's talking about. All right, next verse. Uh huh. Let's read. Want to go? Uh huh. Wow, that's his way. So listen to how God says they have not believed in my way. Let me explain. God is removing their transgressions from them and putting it as far as the east is from the west. And they're saying, no, I don't think you can treat me like that. So now, because they are, re they are refusing to accept that God is treating them like that, with regards to the forgiveness of sins, they can never rest. And if they cannot rest with regards to the forgiveness of their sins, they can never rest with regards to the healing of their body. And they can never rest with regards to provision. There will be no peace. There will be no joy. There will be no none of that. Can we see the conversation here? He takes away your transgressions. As, as the heavens are above the earth, so is God's mercy and all of that. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And this is how he demonstrates it in removing people's transgressions as far as the east is from the west. This is God's way. Let me tell you what man's way is. Man's way is that even after 30 years, you've moved on. The power of God is here. Even after 30 years, you've moved on. They will still associate you with that thing they knew you as when you were 12 or 13. That one, he used to steal from his mom's spots. They can never stop seeing you like that. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying. Man's way. You are like that when you were when you were 25. You are like that forever. If you if you lie to somebody at 25, you are still a liar at 40. When they are coming to you at 40, they are coming to you with the eye of the 25-year-old. They don't put your transgression far from you as the east is from the west. Only God does that. Man identifies you based on the last encounter they had with you. That's how they see you. Based on the last encounter. If you stole in the last encounter, you're a thief. You can't tell me otherwise. God is not looking for somebody to change his mind. His mind was already made up about you. You are his darling beloved child. Can we say amen? amen. Let's read verse 13 together. I want to go. It says what? 
Verse 14, want to go? Do, do you see the narrative? So he removes, see, what, what God does is that he doesn't identify you as your sin. He doesn't identify you as your shortcoming. He doesn't identify you as your mistake. Can you give the Lord a shout of praise on that? So now, do you, hello church, are you together with me? So now, do you see his way? Do you understand what he means? Now, hello, look at me. So when he says that they could not, they have not known my ways, so as a result, they cannot enter my rest. Now you understand what he's talking about. It is too good to be true. All right? This thing is too good to be true. How can you put, go back, go back. How can you put our sins so far away from us? Start again from verse, from verse where? 10? Start again from there. Let's read together. One to go. He has not what? Dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Who does that? God. Even your company will reward you after your iniquities. Query one. Query two. Sack letter. Come late the first time. Query number one. Come late the second. Some of you safe. Why are you looking at me like this? Some of you, if you work in certain organizations, you don't even need to do anything. Uh, let me tell you, look, just be looking at me like that. I have seen, <laughs> I have seen an organization in this planet, on this planet, where, listen, where, where it's time to pay salary like this, the man will look for anything to disqualify you. You, 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 you. So you did not comb your hair this morning. 5,000 deduction. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. You, you, why are you wearing slippers? You, you, are you supposed to be wearing slippers? This is 7,000 deducted from your salary. So there are even organizations where you don't even need to do anything wrong. They're already looking for how to judge you. You, in this, in this put it back, put it back in verse 10. In this case... You have even, you even have iniquity. After this teaching, you will go back and rejoice. It says, he has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. You know, I, I shared a scripture one time a, a couple of weeks ago. If God were to mark iniquities, <laughs> Some of you act as though you will stand. He says, who shall stand? He now says, but there is forgiveness with you. That thou may be feared. So what makes us fear him is that he forgives. And we say amen. amen. Say, I have known his ways. Say, I am knowing his ways. And I have entered his rest. So don't forget what I'm saying. The key to entering God's rest is to know his ways. And I'm taking you through his ways now. So that when you know his way, you can enter his rest. Because let me tell you, if you enter that rest, my dear, it's chilling rest though. Look at how he put it. He says, come unto me, 
all ye that are heavy laden. All right? Take my yoke upon you. He says, I will give you rest. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. If you're getting ready to struggle through life, you better drop that kind of thought. You're getting ready to, to hustle through life. You say, ah, we must be on our grind. Which grind? <laughs> Which grind? Grind what? Is it pepper? What are you grinding? <laughs> you understand? When someone stood on a stick, he stood on his own grind and was ground to powder. He was wounded for our transgressions. I'm not getting ready to hustle. Yesterday I set a new goal for myself. Amen. Amen. Ah, let me talk to this room. I set a new goal for myself. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are, we are hitting a hundred million in three months. Amen. Amen. You know how to be happy for me. And as I said it and stayed praying, the Spirit of God said, I've been waiting for you. God is my witness. Those of you who are following my post, that was when I put that status up. That you still think your life has to move slowly. And that's why your life is moving slowly. You still think you need permission. That's why you're needing permission. If you want it to be fast, God is ready to be fast with you. Listen, God did not tell Abraham, what? So you are greedy. Why are you greedy like this? What? Oh, your greed is irritating me. Your greed is repugnant and repulsive. Why are you this greedy? He didn't do that. He said, as far as your eyes can see. I'll give it to you. So it means that God is comfortable with your vision. If your eye can see far, God can give you. I think there's too much smallness in this world for somebody to be saying that you are too ambitious. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yesterday I saw somebody putting on, putting on YouTube that uh, how many pastors have, how the pastors, how many imams have jets? I don't, I don't answer. But that yesterday I had to. I said, do the percentage. How many pastors actually have jets? Have you ever asked yourself? Do the percentage of pastors who actually have jets is less than 0.001 percent. They are not. They are. They are not even up to 100. I don't think they are up to 50. Let me not digress too much. It says, "Oh no, no, no! Take me back to my text. Can you give the Lord a shout of praise? Glory to God." So you don't, you don't, you, you, keep, you keep waiting for the environment to permit you. It will never come. Let me tell you how I stumbled on this new goal. I was scrolling on TikTok. And then I saw Ubon King, a blessed memory. Yeah. And he said, I made my first hundred million in three months. Now, let, look at me, everybody. Look up at me. Listen to me. Say this to me. I'm a spirit being. I'm, a spirit being. I'm always a spirit being. I'm always a spirit being. Say it again. Say, I'm a spirit being. I'm a spirit being. I'm always a spirit being. I'm always a spirit being. Even when I'm on TikTok. Even when I'm on TikTok. 
So, listen, this is how it works. If you are scrolling on that TikTok, as you are scrolling like that, and you hear something that hits you, stay there. <laughs> Better stay there. If it did not spark anything, go. But if it sparks something in, in line with God's word, though, yes, stay there, sir. Yes, sir. So, I, when I saw it, I said, What? 100 million in three months? What? I say it's doable. Brothers and sisters, it is doable. People can make that in one week. It's doable. Until the word of God removes all the limits that are in your mind. So you know what I stay praying? I said, precious Holy Spirit. You're showing me how. That's that's what I've been doing from yesterday night. You're showing me how, what to do, how to go about this, but I know it's possible. And as I was praying, I heard him say, "Ah, license. Oh, yeah. Let's start. So that's my new goal for myself. (laughs) So in three months, when you hear that we have hit, and I'm not saying we'll just do maybe 10 million. I've already figured out how to do like 10 and 12. But you see that 100? We will not fall short. See, it's my mouth. I'm using to say my own. Use your own mouth. And some of you are looking at me and saying, hmm, 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 hmm. His fall will be very great. Is he your fall? And we don't fall. Glory to God. Let this redemption free your mind. Let it free your mind. The power of God is here. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, let's read out loud together. I'm going somewhere with this. It says, He has not what? Dealt with us. Uh huh. Nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Yeah. For as the heavens. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Continue. Uh huh. Yep. So he has removed your transgressions from you. Now, in scripture, now I'm teaching now. There'll be no distraction for the next 30 minutes. In scripture, there are two ways that God showed his ways. Take note of it. Two ways. That God showed his ways. I want to show you one more scripture. Then I'll show you the two ways. Romans 4, 6 to 8. Romans 4, 6 to 8. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. All right, let's read together. Want to go? Saying, uh huh. Read it out loud, church. Come on. Blessed is the. Uh huh. Verse eight. Blessed is. Say, I am the man to whom the Lord is not imputing sin. Say it again. Say, I am the man. To whom the Lord is not imputing sin. sin. 
So now I want to just take you through. In the Old Covenant, because they did not know his ways, they could not enter his rest. Because they did not believe in his ways, they could not enter his rest. So what is God's way? What is God's way? Number one, write this down. Number one, we are seen in Psalms 103 from verse 10 to 13. We are seen in Romans 4 from verse 6 to 8. Number one way that God has his way is in not imputing their sin. God does not impute sin. That's his way. Hello, church. In the Old Covenant, in Leviticus 4, we'll, we'll look at it in a bit. God would impute the sin of man to a lamb or an ox. And then the innocence of the ox was transferred to the man. That's how he rested for one year. Man will rest not living under the shadow or the cloud of God's judgment for a whole year because a goat or a bullock carried his sin. Hello? See, in any language, 365 days is a long time. So for you to live without the weight of guilt and sin and condemnation for 365 days because a bullock carried your sin, that's heavy. And let me tell you how God did it. If you couldn't bring a bullock, because God had to take into consideration all the social strata, all right? If you couldn't bring a bullock, you are allowed to bring a, a goat. You could not bring a goat, you are allowed to bring a turtle dove. Guess what? If you could not bring any of that, just bring anything that has blood. It can anything. I guess what I'm saying. You are accepted for one year. So God not imputing sin. Listen. God not imputing sin to man is his way. <laughs> man imputes sin to man. I hold lamb against you. I hold lamb. You don't, this is not the first one where you do. If you do two more, you don't go. God takes no record of wrongs. It's God's way. Let me say this. It's unique to him. And to all who obey him and follow him, it becomes unique to us. Guess what? We don't hold into account. No matter how he feels, we let people go. And we show them grace. In Jesus' name. You know, I have to say in Jesus' name because some of you are saying, Daddy, sir, you don't know what they've done to me. In the name of Jesus. We let people go. Amen. You know why? Because the Lord let us go. Yes, sir. And if we were to measure what you did versus what they did, you know that you will not be here. <laughs> if the Lord wanted to kill some people. <laughs> you know the brutality with which Jesus was killed? The, the straps, the, the, the side, you know, and all of that. His, his side was pierced. He was battered. His body was wounded. Some people, the Lord were to, you know, kill them. To do it in the most interesting way. I just say, NK, bring your head. And I'll just start. 
I'll just start to clip it open. How many of you watch Saw? How many of you like horror movies? The Lord deliver you in Jesus' name. <laughs> so let me stop because I can start to explain. Do you understand what I'm saying? So he does not impute sin. Say, the Lord does not impute sin to me. Say it again. Say, the Lord does not impute sin to me. The second way that you would find it as God's way is that he selects a high priest for the people. This is God's way. And I don't have the time to, I will show you the scripture. But God selects a high priest for the people. And then God's way, again, number three, is to declare the guilty to be innocent. Is God's way. Now, without knowing God's way, you will never rest. You see those three things that I just showed you? Without mastering them, and I mean mastering them, Without mastering them, you will never rest. Every, listen, every conversation about rest will sound like a fluke to you if you don't master these three things. <laughs> if you don't believe it and you don't master it, whenever you hear rest, your mind will be thinking, dupe, dupe, 419, 419. They are about to dupe me. 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 Turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter number 5. Got to run now. Run, run, run. Hebrews chapter number 5 from verse 1. Let's read together. It says, For every high priest is taken from among men and is ordained for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Who can have compassion on the ignorance and on them that are out of the way? For he, yeah, is also compassed with infirmity. Verse 3. And by reason hereof, he ought as for the people, so also for himself, to offer for sins. And no man taketh this honor unto himself, but he that is called of God, as was Aaron. Verse 5. Read slowly, want to go. So also Christ glorified not himself, to be made an high priest. But he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten you. Alright? As, verse 6, As he said also in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Do you understand what is going on here? Hold on. So, 
This is how we arrive at the everlasting father nature of Jesus. I'll explain. It is in that he is appointed a high priest on our behalf. Now notice something. The scripture that you just read says to you that God in dealing with Israel. Hello everybody, are you here? In dealing, this is so important. If you miss it, you miss everything. In dealing with Israel, number one, he tells them to bring a bullock or an animal. Number two, he selects a high priest from amongst them. The high priest from amongst them is supposed to stand as their representative. Look at what the high priest does. The high priest talks to God on behalf of the people. And then the high priest talks to the people on behalf of God. This thing that I'm explaining to you is so important that the God blessed the children of Israel on the weight of their high priest. Remember that every once a year, the high priest would take animals and go into the holiest of holies and then to offer sacrifices. And they would tie something on his waist lest he does it wrongly and he dies. Nobody can enter the holies of holies. They have to pull him out with that, with that chain that they tied on him. Right? So goes the high priest, so goes the people. If the high priest is accepted, the people are accepted before God. Listen, let me tell you, it's so important that if Israel has to have a good year, they have to have a good high priest. And if they have to have a good 2023, if they have to have a good 2023, they have to have a good high priest. Listen, now, whoo, this is so good. What it means is that God doesn't go fishing out sinners in Israel. Okay, everybody like this. God doesn't go say, who are you? Where do you live? Where, there? Where do you live? Where do you live? Where do you live? Fishing out, fishing out. He doesn't do that. He just says, find me one person from amongst you. Let him stand as your representative. If that one is clean, I see all of you as clean. If that one is dirty, I see all of you as dirty. If that one is accepted, I see all of you as accepted. If that one is rejected, I see all of you as rejected. Now, if you had a good high priest, what would you be doing all year long? Rest. Rest. You can even say, Father, I need rain this morning. And your father will answer you. You know why? Good high priest. Yes, Actually, the, the rainfall was a sign of God's blessing on the land. Yes. Because three years without rain, famine. You see what I'm saying? So good high priest, good, good life. Good high priest, great year. Problem with the, the issue is that the high priest dies. Let me show you in scripture. Do you want to see? Are you sure? Are you sure? Okay. Hebrews 7 and verse 23. Hebrews 7 and verse 23. 23. I want you to read out loud. Want to go? Stop. Why were they many priests? 
The reason why they were many is because they died. Right? Okay, let's read again. Want to go? And they truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. 24. But this man. Continue. Which man? Which man has an unchangeable priesthood? Continue. Wherefore, he is able to save them unto the uttermost that come unto him, or unto God by him, seeing that he ever liveth to make intercession. Let's read. For such an high priest, Kebayah, hey, for such an high priest became you. Continue, continue, continue. Uh huh. Yeah. All right, continue. Uh huh. Next verse. Uh huh. <laughs> Do we have more? <laughs> oh, glory to God. Right now, you should even be shouting and rejoicing. Now, now you've seen that. You've seen the, the difference. So when you hear, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, the government shall be on his shoulder, his name shall be called Wonderful Counsel, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. He's talking about an unending priesthood. A priesthood that does not end. Then he now goes on to say, you are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are God's peculiar people. Show, you are showing for the praises of him. So not only do you have a high priest that does not die, he has made you a high priest that does not die. Now, understand this. Everlasting Father speaks of the priesthood that does not end. And under the law, God selected the priesthood by himself to represent the people, to speak to him on behalf of the people. And if the priest was bad, forget it. The entire nation will suffer. Let me explain to you. If the priest was bad and people were good, they would die because of a bad priest. If the priest was good and the people were bad, they would live because of a good priest. Now, whilst we were yet sinners, Christ took our place. He is the everlasting father. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the everlasting father in that text that we started with speaks to the unending priesthood of Jesus. And the last time I checked, he didn't die for himself. I want to show you something else. I want to show you something else. Hebrews chapter number 4. Go there, go there, go there. Quick, 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 quick. We're almost closing. Hiya. Ela kapaliate. 
Andie skovra arte likotabai. Kai, this one is good to read. Though. Let's just let's just go. Amen. Woo! It says, "Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left unto us of entering into His rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them." But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in the heart of those who heard it. So we see the conveyor belt of, of rest. What brings rest to us is the preaching of the gospel. Verse 3. For we which have believed do what? Do enter into the rest as he has said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Verse 4. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, seeing therefore it remaineth, that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of what? Unbelief. Again, he limited a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if ye will hear his voice, have ye not your heart. Verse 8. For if Jesus, that Jesus there is Joshua, Joshua, not Jesus. Okay? Let's continue. For if what? Jesus had given them what? Then he would not uh -huh, have spoken of another day. There remained therefore a rest to the people of God. For uh -huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Let us. All right. Let's go all the way to verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but was at all points tempted like as we are yet without sin verse 16 read everybody together let us uh-huh 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 now hold on who is pulling us to the throne of grace with our eyes fixed on our high priest, we come boldly to the throne of grace. With your eyes fixed on your high priest, you come boldly to the throne of grace. So what's the answer for when the world begins to spin madly out of control? I have a high priest, I come boldly to the throne of grace. Listen, you are not as weak as you think you are. You're not even weak at all. So with your eyes fixed... On your high priest. Listen, if you have a good high priest, you have a good year. This high priest is the everlasting father. He lives after the power 
of an endless life. Listen. It is the fact that Jesus cannot die again. That's the basis upon which your big dreams can be built. That is, the one who stands on your behalf as your advocate cannot be killed. So you have a great year. I get what I'm saying. This is the key to rest. Let me give you a final example. So imagine that I tell you on here, I say, I have a provision for you. And that provision is a certain amount of money in dollars in several thousands of dollars on a daily basis. And the one who is giving you, the benefactor cannot die. So now, <laughs> understand it all. I've gotten to 100, I can't die. It's like they've packed me with Odeshi. So now I'm entering 200, I still cannot die. 300, I can't die. 400, I can't die. 500, I can't die. I turn Methuselah on your head, I still can't die. 900, I still can't die. A thousand years, I still cannot die. Tell me what's going to happen to you and your house rent. Tell me what's going to happen to you and your trip to Dubai. Tell me what's going to happen to you and your projects. This heart palpitation, this running up and down, this moodiness, this gloom, this, you understand what I'm saying? will not affect you. Why? You have a benefactor who is everlasting. Do you know what everlasting means? Everlasting. (laughs) Everlasting. Everlasting. He is the high priest who will not die. The old covenant high priest had to be chained periodically because of death. And even if the people were good, let's say by one way or the other found a way to be good. If the high priest was bad, God punished the entire nation. (laughs) I I have an everlasting father. Say it one more time. Say, I have an everlasting father. Say it for the last time. Say, I have an everlasting father. I'm closing in this plane. It is in being our high priest that Jesus calls himself everlasting. Never ending, never dying. He is our forever representative before God. So when scripture says they have not known my way, He's simply saying they have not believed in my way. So number one, believe that God is not imputing sin to you. Say this with me. Say, God is not imputing sin to me. I have entered his rest. That's number one. Number two, believe that you have a high priest. So declare with me, I have a high priest. A forever high priest. A forever living high priest. A forever living product. I have a high priest who lives forever and God sees me and accepts me as my high priest. Do you see what I'm saying? So, listen. It's one thing to know it. It's another thing to believe it. 
your worst mistake. Believe that you have a high priest. Then you have found his way. Remember what that scripture says, they have not known my way, so they cannot enter my rest. Invariably, what we're saying is, if you know his way, you can enter his rest. Now that you have known his way, you can now rest. If God took your sin, is it your healing? He will not take if God did, see, let me tell you, what we are sharing with you is so powerful, eh? It can make a mortal billionaire. This thing touches every aspect of human endeavor. So, God says to you, it is my way or literally the highway. <laughs> it's my way or the highway. You want to rest? Rest my way or you can go your way. Literally. You either let me love you my way or literally go to hell. <laughs> Listen to me. Hello. Listen to me, sir. If you don't come to God on the basis of Jesus, it's not me that will say it. Do you understand? <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being, you understand? I'm not being careful. When I put it, I laughed and you are laughing. You either let me love you my way or you go to hell. You either let me accept you my way or you go to hell. There was a story of a man who went to heaven and as he stood, you know, he said, I'm going to enter here on the basis of all the good that I have done. So the angel said, oh yeah, come, let's, let's do it. And then the first thing he said, and each Thin, each good had a score. And the scale was from 1 to 100. So he stood, and then they asked him, how were you with your wife? He said, oh, I was bad. I never cheated on my wife. I never lied to her. I was good to her. I never lied. I never cheated. As he was saying that, the scale gave him 0.0007. He said, did you ever smoke? All through your life. And me, I never smoked. I never... I never, 0.007. Then they called another one. And they called another one. And they called another one. All the biggest parts of his, you know, ephesi. As they were calling, it was 0.007. He had almost exhausted all his, all his niceness. And he had not reached, he gotten up to one. So after they called another one, and they gave him 0.007. The guy now shouted. He said, ha! Ah, the way this scale is going like this, it's only by the grace of God that somebody will enter. Pound 100. Pound 100. Pound. It's only by the grace of God. Pound 100. Because all your own abilities is nothing. The Bible says they are filthy rags before God. The day you stand before God and you want to stand on your own, how you were coming to the church, how you were a faithful tighter, how you were a faithful offering giver, is 0.001 you'll be getting. But when you say the reason why I'm entering heaven is because of Jesus. 100. <laughs> So let me love you. Now, 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 see. Put, 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 put the other. I'm done. Some people will rather go to hell or go through hell than let Jesus rest them. 
See, they'll, they'll say, let me go through hell. Some people are either going to hell or going through hell simply because they are not resting in God's love. Are you being blessed? Yes, sir. Don't worry, I don't close it. So the, when the world is spinning madly on, we know his way and we rest in his way. So who can tell me, what is God's way? Number one. Number one, what is God's way? Uh-huh. Number two, what is God's way? Put that, put that, put that in to help them, give them expo. Uh-huh. Then number three, what is God's way? If you know his way, you enter his rest. Say this with me, I have an everlasting father. Rise to your feet and pray in the Holy Ghost, everybody. Say it with me, I have an everlasting father. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. He will rule your world. How does he rule your world? Wonderful counsel. Mighty God. Everlasting. Is the high priest who never dies. Are you not excited this morning? That you have a high priest who cannot die. The Bible says he lives after the power of an endless life. Wherever you are, lift up your voice and begin to worship your high priest. Thank you for engaging with us in this episode. It trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hellofatblueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprints Church and on Instagram at The Blueprints Church. Cheers.